Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Unrealist today. If you wanted to learn about luxury home building, the luxury home builder market, today is your day. I've got a great guest. But first, our unreal stat of the day. And that's the fact that for the first time in nine months, as of January 2023, the home builder sentiment has finally ticked up after being down for the last nine months. It went from 31 to 35. Uh, typically, uh, I think 50 is the number where uh, it's, people start to feel really good about it. But regardless, finally, after nine months of negativity, we've got a, a tick up. Uh, I'd like to welcome to our show today, Mark Russo. He is a top luxury builder out of Seattle, Washington. Um, and he's also a dope DJ. So we'll talk about that as well. Mark, welcome to the show. Oh, happy to be here, Kyle. Thank you for being on. Okay, so let's talk about that stat for a moment. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. with um, you know Jerome Powell, Jay, our, our, our big homie Jay Powell, increasing interest rates, which then impact mortgage rates, which have been spiking. Uh, that has been driving traffic uh, down, both on the buy side and the sell side. Um, and this uh, impacts home builders who've had a negative sentiment. Finally, that sentiment has started to pop pop up. What has been your feeling on that on the ground as somebody who's actually out here doing it? Mm-hmm. it it's been um, we've actually been experiencing a a high number of people coming to our houses and our open houses uh, November and December. Like people have been out and about. They just haven't pulled the plug. Um, and all okay. the fourth quarter was just. It was just really quiet uh, for us, and and our market is um, our average price is you know from three to five million dollars, and so um, we're located on the east side of east side of Seattle um, in Bellevue, Mercer Island, Kirkland area, and um, so we saw a ton of traffic, but no one was really pulling the trigger. The first three weeks of the year, and we sell about twenty houses a year. Um, the first three weeks of the year, we sold five houses, uh, wow. and it just. People were just ready. People were saw that there wasn't the fluctuation of of the stock of the um, interest rates. They wasn't keep on going up yep. and up and up. And they finally just are like, okay, there was a calming aspect of it. And so now you're you're seeing the builder sentiment saying, okay, I finally see an end, or hopefully see light at the end of the tunnel. And um, and that you know, with the quarter point uh, increase. Powell basically said, okay, I think we have inflation kind of under control, mostly under control. So let's see, um, let's see how this plays out. The sure, big, the, sure. I think of course big, we got that. I think the next thing that we want to look at is just the, the job market. You know, there's been a lot of jobs yeah. that have been lost specifically in the tech market, you know, uh, in the tech industry. And um, we'll see what the job market looks like, you know, um, and those, what those reports are like. Yeah, I was going to say, so you got ahead of me. I was going to say, we got that that really hot job reading today of about 517,000 uh, jobs. Uh, and so, you know, I, I haven't looked at the markets, but uh, I, I assume that there's a little bit of uh, trepidation around what does that mean? Uh, you know, I think unemployment also hit a uh, 53-year low at 3.4%. Uh, so we're, we're seeing, wow. uh, you know, record low unemployment even with the tech jobs being uh, a lot of layoffs there, mm-hmm. uh, we're seeing a lot of jobs still being creative, perhaps in other, or created perhaps in other industries. Uh, so the job numbers mm-hmm. remain hot. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how, you know, if we're still kind of guiding towards a soft landing, uh, which is what I, what I hope and think it's going to happen, or if, mm-hmm. if Powell's going to feel like jobs are too hot, I still have to keep ratcheting things up from the interest mm-hmm. rate side. That's that. 
well, we could talk about this for a, a whole hour, but you know, I think yeah. that there's an element <laughs> where, you know, I mean, talking about the economics of, of, of real estate and how that plays out and, and, uh, consumer sentiment, builder sentiment, you know, it all, it all is a factor. Um, uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll see how it all, how it all plays out. That's, you know, if any of us, if any, none of us know exactly how, you know, the economy is going to, you know, um, move forward. It, it you just kind of always prepare for the worst and then, you know, pl- prepare for the worst and plan for the best, you know, plan for the 100%. worst and then hope, 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 hope for the best. So, uh, sorry, we kind of jumped ahead and we didn't get a chance to talk about what makes it, y- you all are J Mark Holmes. Is that correct? Yep. Yes. J Mark Holmes. So, you know, obviously, um, you're at the high end of the market, three, $5 million homes, which I would assume this customer is a little bit less impacted by, by interest rates, but I might have that wrong, but we'd love to hear more about how you got started in this. Um, and what makes you all different from the other luxury builders uh, out there? Mm, great question. Um, how we got started was, well, um, I'll fast forward about 20 years of career, but, um, uh, we were land developers in the, uh, during the last kind of recession, we, um, developed land all throughout, um, the region and got our ass handed to us and, uh, figured a way to, for us to pivot. And, um, uh, cause land development wasn't, it, the banks had so much land that there was no more opportunities to, to develop land at that point in time. So we started building homes and just started generating revenue for our families. And, um, and then J Mark Holmes was, was, was established in 2010 in the depth of the recession. And, um, we haven't looked back. Um, and we entered kind of the luxury market within a year or two thereafter, kind of owning a couple, couple sub markets in the region. And, uh, you know, it's kind of the, the grassroots of, of, of customer centricity, making sure that we are as not just as, uh, taking care of the customer, but the entire 360 taking care of making sure that the banks were taken care of the, our vendors and suppliers, um, just anyone that we came in contact with, we were always wanted to be best in class. We always wanted to treat people with respect, um, with kindness and, um, and, and treat our like subcontractors, like partners, treat our investors, you know, like treat investors money. Like it was our own, our bank's money, like it was our own. And, and we've just had that philosophy, you know, from the test of time, we started a, our first house was $350,000 that we built. And, um, our average price is, you know, over $3 million. And, and it really goes, boils down to that foundation of just, um, treating everybody the way that you would want to be treated, um, and doing all, doing, and doing the right thing. There's a, a slight par- parallel to what we do. I mean, we, we've actually been live, um, with our previous brand in, in the Seattle area for a number of years. But as you probably already know, from the regulatory standpoint, we rebranded as unreal estate recently last year. Mm. And, uh, it, it, you really have to make sure that the long story short, from a regulatory standpoint, that your brand matches your corporation name, et cetera, et cetera, for all the data. So we actually don't even have mm-hmm. our website live in Seattle until we get the approval from the local regulators uh, that they're, they're, they're comfortable with our rebrand, but we'll be live there. But one of the things we found um, was that what you're talking about is right. It's, a, it's the whole, it's the 360 experience. So it's not just about, you know, we do flat fee brokerage. So it's not just about saving people money on the brokerage. It's the mortgage, it's the title insurance, it's the whole sort of soup to nuts experience. Uh, and that's mm-hmm. one of the things that we've been focused on um, getting right for the last the last few months. 
Mm-hmm. So I totally identify what you're what you're what you're talking about. Yeah. You get you, um, you 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 start with the fundamentals and you get things done right. It, it allows you to grow and evolve as as an as a company and as an organization. But you know, and, and it's not growing too big too fast. You know, I think too many yeah. people want to grow and become the biggest and the best. We just want to own our little niche and um, mm-hmm. have a great lifestyle and um, and and create a, a place where people want to work and uh, a place where people want to you know where they choose us to build their homes for them. Who, who is your typical customer? Uh, I know that Seattle is known for a lot of really strong tech companies, especially actually in real estate tech mm-hmm. you've got, you know, I think Zillow's out there, Redfin's out there mm-hmm. um, and, and, and many for others. Sure. Uh, I think Fly Homes was mm-hmm. there for a while. Um, so, so who, who is your, you know, is it is okay, great. So like, is there, I would say, I would say that um, yeah. on a typical year we would have uh, 25% of our business would be, would be someone from Amazon. Um, and okay. I would say, um, now what we see is entrepreneurs, we see doctors, we see dentists, um, uh, we see, um, a lot of people in the tech industry still, um, but it's now it's all the, the, the supporting cast, uh, that would support the tech industry. Okay. Interesting. It was surprising. We, we did this, we did this poll, um, last year in 2020, we did it in 2021, um, 25% of all of our clients were dentists. <laughs> I was like, huh. man, dentists are doing Lucrative really well. business. <laughs> <laughs> got to keep your teeth clean. I mean, that's the thing, right? Uh, right. That's, yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> For sure. So, For sure. Um, I'm, I'm curious um, as sort of an enthusiast in this space more than anything else. I mean, we, we certainly, we, I think our average home price uh, on our platform typically uh, matches the the average home price for whatever location we're in. Um, so of mm. course in New York city, it's much higher than it is for instance in Columbus, Ohio. Um, sure. but I'm wondering how, how, what, how do you think about the difference between say, um, the $3 million home versus, you know, maybe an, uh, even a $900,000 home, right? Like a lot of people, your average person is not even thinking about these, the, the luxury level, right? So like, but you know, this space. So like, I walk into a $3 million home or even a $5 million home. What are some of the things that are like markedly different about that space? Uh, from, well, from I'll, your I'll tell you the first, the first thing, Kyle, it's the land, you mm-hmm. know, the land is, is, um, when you, when you step into a $3 million home, the land in and of itself could be a million to a 1.2. Okay. And then we're spending, mm-hmm. you know, then we're spending, you know, let's just say, uh, a million to $1.2 million on the construction costs. And then, you know, you sell it for $3 million. And so it's the, it's the old adage. And if people are, um, it's about a third of in, in our market, about a third to 35% is land value. About a third to 35% is construction costs. And then mm-hmm. a third to 35, you know, is, is financing, um, sales costs and then whatever it is that you make at the end, um, as profit. And so uh, that's so the difference between a nine hundred thousand or million dollar home and a three million dollar home starts with the land. Um, and so, then but you understand you know, that because a certain people are going to want to be in a certain neighborhood, for instance, right? If you're this luxury, mm-hmm. oh, I want to be in this whatever hot spot. But like, are there um, are there big differences between you know the height of the ceilings, the finishings, the the the, the finishes? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, are there things that you can point to that say, look, like. Yeah, I would do that in a million dollar home. I would not do that thing in a three million dollar home. Well, in as you know, in building a house, every aspect can add a zero to it. 
You know, like you mm. can go, you can go from lighting, you can, you can spend a couple thousand dollars to light a whole house, or you can spend 20 mm-hmm. or you can spend $200,000 to light a house, you know, yeah. and, and it's all of those little things that you just, that, that add up, you know, um, mm-hmm. the ceiling height can go from, you know, nine and nine, uh, to 10 and nine. And then, um, mm. the windows get bigger and then everything else, just the cabinetry just gets, you know, cause if you, yeah. if you're adding a foot, the cabinetry gets bigger, thus it adds to the cost. Um, mm-hmm. and the molding gets more, you know, it's just a little bit here and there. It, it always adds up, you know, hardwoods, hardwoods throughout the entire main floor and up, up to the second floor, up, up into the, um, the hallways. Like, I think those all little things that people start to expect when you get to a $3 million home, it just, it adds okay. up, um, plumbing fixtures, um, lighting, lighting fixtures, the appliances, you know, having, you know, more appliances, um, and the brand of appliances. And, and I think that that's kind of the, the fun thing about building a custom home. Cause we help about 50% of our businesses. We have families that come to us and say, Hey, we have this piece of land. Can you build a custom home for us? And 50% of our businesses, we go out and buy land and we build homes for sale for people. And I, and I think what's, what's interesting for families that want to build their custom home is just it's endless of what they can spend their money on. You know, people can spend, you know, their, their electric, um, as an example, like as you get into like a six or seven or $8 million home, you have electric blinds and you have electric switches. Well, just to have that capability, you're writing a three to $400,000 check just to be able to have Mm. everything in your house, have electric, have electric blinds to be able to cut through. And you just be able to hit a button and like all the blinds go up. Sure. And so those are like, sure. it's, it's like little things that can add up to big things and in every aspect of the home. You and know, is there a specific speakers. architectural? Oh, sorry. Sorry. Not to cut you off. Windows, windows, you know, it's like the window budget can, we have one client that has a $350,000 window budget. I mean, insane. it's a uh, versus we would try to, on a for sale side of the business, we would have like a 30 to $40,000 window budget. Um, okay. And so it's kind of like everyone has their hot button of where they want to spend their money. And, and that's the beautiful part about building a custom home is that you have that ability to, to do that. Is there a specific architectural style that you all do or because it's custom, it can, it can vary. It ranges. I mean, and it kind of, it ranges with, uh, the, the flow of, of what's happening, you know, craftsman was for a long time and then it was, um, uh, and then it was farmhouse and then it was contemporary and then it's farmhouse and then it's craftsman. And so it's kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, with different kinds of farmhouses, there's the Scandinavian farmhouse and there's the, this kind of farmhouse. And so it's, sure. um, it's, it's morphing the design to kind of the ebb and flow of where the customer, um, where, what the customer is seeing and feeling. Got it. That's helpful. Okay. So. I want to pivot over to um, what what else you're seeing. You know, we saw this quick uptick in the market uh, in, in the sentiment. What else you seeing right now as a trend as a builder? Or maybe if you give me t- your top three, we could end on that. Um, the top thing that that people are are putting in their houses as like. Um, no, no, no. Sorry. Let me, let I, me do a better job. Asking. So like, uh, so thinking about just overall trends, 
as a home builder. And that could be that you're seeing more foot traffic. It could be that people in, in the luxury market are asking, like you said, these like, you know, $300,000 in windows. It could be, you know, but I'm just curious, what kind of trends are you seeing on the ground that other people that are, you know, other builders are probably talking about, or uh, if you're a person that wants to build a custom mm-hmm. home that you should be thinking about? Uh, okay. So there's, uh, so I will say that the trends is kind of what I talked about before was that, you know, there's a lot of foot traffic out there now, now that the interest rates are coming, coming back. I think that you're, you're starting to see more people out there. You're starting to see more multiple offers. And, um, and I think that that's, and especially in my market, you're starting to, to see inventory just, you know, um, become reduced and, so many builders stopped starts because we were uncertain for eight months, you know, and so okay. you're going to see, you're going to see a shortage. I mean, in my market, I think you're going to see a shortage of houses, you know, coming up um, in, you know, in a year from now or eight, eight, eight months from now, I think that you're going to see prices coming back up because there wasn't, there's not as many houses available for sale. Um, mm-hmm. So those are some of the things that I'm seeing. I, I you know, there was a lot more negotiating, you know, in the last eight months. I think now you're going to start to see less negotiation. This is what the price is. I think you're going to start to see some price increases. We increased the house for the first time um, this last week, uh, whereas we were decreasing houses before. So mm-hmm. I think that's kind of the element of the real time data of what we're seeing in in the market. Like the the deals were were once had if you were willing to put your neck out, you know, November and December. I think the deals are. I think the deals are becoming less and less, at, at least in my market. Um, we've already we, we reduced have you, prices about twenty percent from the high to high to where they are now. And have you seen um, these, you know, rate buy down deals and things, incentives like that? Mm-hmm. We have did, you all we done did, anything like that? Yep, we did rate buy. We bought um, six rate buy downs that people could get like four point three seven five or four point five percent interest. Um, yeah. and so we would spend. I don't know. It was like sixty thousand dollars, so that people could get could buy those rates. Um, wow! And incredible. Even um, we we were and we had a handful of people that took us up on it. Like it wasn't okay. all six. I, it was surprising. Okay. Like here it is. Here's the rate. Here's the rate. Here's the rate. And mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't enough to get people to. It needed the the sentiment needed to change. The inventory okay. needed to change. And then once it's kind of like a domino effect, once people start seeing a house sold, two houses sold, like, okay, honey, I think we got to go back out. You know, the houses are starting to move again. Yes. Okay. It's kind of like okay. the stock market, you know, like where you saw the bottom, you could see the bottom in, 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 in a market and, and you can be like, okay, it's kind of time to buy. Um, mm-hmm. I think the, I think the bottom was, I, if, if I hope, uh, I hope the bottom was 45 days ago. That's what I keep hearing a lot of people say. They feel like that the, the the bottom from both a volume and maybe even a pricing standpoint happened in Q4. And now they keep seeing things sort of just like this builder sentiment we just saw, right? We keep seeing things sort of, sort right. of edge up um, as long mm-hmm. as the, the, you know, the overall market sort of holds holds together. Um, For sure. Okay, so, so I want to wrap up on this. Um, it sounds like, just to do a quick recap, um, you've actually experienced personally seeing uh, foot traffic uh, continue to go up and actually people are now closing. Um, mm-hmm. In the past where you may have had to add incentives uh, or negotiate more, you're starting to see a decrease in that because inventory is, is so low. Um, and you think maybe even home prices are going to increase from here based on 
based on what you're experiencing? I, I mean, so I, I, I believe so. Yes. That's great. Um, and so, you know, what we typically do at this point, uh, this is my favorite part of the show, but this is going to catch you off guard, I think. Uh, we do a fit check or a sneaker check. As a, as a company, we collect sneakers, uh, all of our, all of our <laughs> team. Uh, so I'm going to go first and give you some time. I went today with the Common Projects. I can't remember if I've done these in this show before or not, but I love this shoe because okay, it matches nice. almost everything. It's Thank you. It's super low-key. Uh, it's, it's, they're very comfortable. Uh, yeah. I wear these all the time. Um, I love it. So what you got? You want me to show you my sneakers right now? Yeah. Yeah. Sneak, sneaker check, man. Fit oh. check. These are Uggs. There you go. Wear more on the all house. Right. <laughs> there you go. You're the second Ugg wear we've had on the show. Uh, and everybody <laughs> talks about the comfort and the warmth in the winter. <laughs> I'm I in Seattle, you know. I've got to be comfortable, man. I've got a, I've got a couple pairs of those. I, I'm gonna, I, I'm, uh, I'm an Oak fan. I just wear them today. <laughs> if, I would, try, I would, I would try to represent if I knew I needed, a, if I needed to bring some sneakers. <laughs> sorry to get you. Sorry to surprise you. Yeah, it's all good. That's, that's a lot of fun. <laughs> all right, man. Thank you so much for being on the show. I know we have a tight schedule today. Um, any, any, so please let everybody know where they can find you. Uh, jmarkhomes.com, J-A-Y-M-A-R-C homes.com and uh, luxury builder, custom home builder uh, in the Seattle East Side. Thank you so much, everybody. Uh, anyone who's looking to move to a luxury home in Seattle, Mark's your guy. Uh, thank you uh, for listening. Thank you for being on today, Mark. Uh, we'll talk to you soon.